0: How are you doing?
1: Hello, I'm doing well.
0: You are? Well Are you excited?
1: It's a I'm I'm excited it for the Monday.
0: So I was gonna say, I was gonna say we need to jump <laughs> right in because as we teased, and well, we didn't even tease. I explicitly said it. Uh, <laughs> we have our number one awards correspondent, official awards correspondent here with us today, Mr. Bryce. Welcome, welcome.
2: Hey guys, happy Monday.
0: Happy Monday, happy, Monday happy has been. post-Golden Globes day. That's yes. right.
2: Anyone Anyone hungover?
0: No. no I didn't I just, drink either. I, <laughs> I didn't, didn't drink either. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, lame. Well, that's because I ate a lot of uh, junk, so I just
2: stuck to Fair water last do night. You think, do you think the stars got just as drunk at home?
0: Um, David uh, it's hard to say. Yes, <laughs> uh, I doubt I think it. That I mean, Jodie
2: Foster was already in her PJs, so
0: yeah, she's still Jason amazing. Sudeikis was thoroughly stoned, which I mean, good for him. <laughs> if uh, my partner of many years left me, on that. <laughs> <laughs> my partner of many years left me for Harry Styles too. I'd be a hundred percent stoned in a tie-dye sweatshirt just like showing up because his agent my agent was like you just need to attend like you might actually win you need to attend <laughs> but i think he's yeah, doing he's okay. going through it yeah i mean hey, he went home a st- winner still taught hot or yeah. stayed
2: home a winner rather
0: yeah exactly well good uh did everyone have a good weekend yeah that was
1: uneventful i was really just waiting for the globes which is sad <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it Yeah. I mean Same I guess I mean sad that's not off Global brand prep. <laughs> yes. yeah I absolutely did we not even bother of work. prepping for the Globes <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting for the Oscar noms to come out which is this month per our schedule and you know per the Oscars I know that way I can like fully dedicate myself but until then I'm not watching news of the world I know. or any like Tom Hanks <laughs> bullshit i anyway. you're going to have to it's I've
2: gonna be up for some of the the technical awards i mean I was talking to you this uh this this weekend I was watching yeah. so many docu- uh catching up on all the da- uh
1: documentaries and <laughs> <Thank> forums <you. laughs> i have documentaries left like i i'm kind of hedging to where i have the majority of things that I think could get nominated done, but I'm holding out on like the Mauritanian and (laughs) a few Mm. docs because it's not like I don't want to watch. I don't know. (laughs) Like the welcome to Chechnya. I don't know what it's about, but it sounds like it's going to be depressing to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Heavy. Unfortunately, (laughs) I saw a tweet and someone's already predicting that Glenn Close is going to lose to Jodie Foster. For and the they're third like time? Jody Foster. Yeah, for the <laughs> third
1: time. Like I don't know, the moritin just seems like some Globes bullshit. And I, I don't have the right to say this because I haven't watched it, but it just doesn't seem like Oscar bullshit. It seems like Globes bullshit.
2: Well, she wasn't included in the SAG, so it's going to be interesting. Like, Amanda and her were not included in the supporting for SAG. So, it'll be very... I I think that she could possibly, especially with the win, get in on the the nominations. But we'll see uh, how she even kind of campaigns with it. She was very shocked last night. Do we
0: think that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is just a big group of Mamma Mia fans? And that's why Amanda got some love? Because, like, really? There is not much, I don't think much chatter elsewhere for her, at least I haven't heard a ton of yet, but you guys if will you correct me if I'm wrong. If you were
1: a real Mama Mia head, you would have had her win.
0: Fair, but Fair. I mean, maybe I th- they thought I it think was a for press, to be included.
2: Yeah, they just love movies about Hollywood, old Hollywood. It's very much Hollywood Foreign Press is up their alley. Uh, so I think that's where that numb came from.
0: Gotcha. Um, so should we get right into it? Do we want to first talk fashion or how do we want to do this? Speaking of Amanda. I think we should start with fashion.
1: I think we should start with fashion. And I think we should start right off with the three A's, which I think to me at least are the winners.
0: Yeah, I think that there's going to be a lot of crossover with our favorites because, well, not so shockingly, we are in a group chat and last night we (laughs) uh, hashed out all of our thoughts on the Golden Globes. But yeah, to me, the top best dressed was Anya Taylor-Joy. And I almost feel like, do you think it was like a power play by her that she didn't post a photo of her full outfit until like this morning? Like, last night, I I, we were, like, desperately searching to find a picture of, like, a full-length picture of the look the with the coat and everything. last
1: night that was stressing me out is there were behind-the-scenes photos of her mm-hmm. at a photo shoot. So, I'm like, there are high-quality pictures coming. I cannot wait yes. for them. Like, I need to see the fabric. I need to see this well-lit. I want to see everything about it because if there's one thing I love, it's an emerald green moment. I That's oh. how I feel. And she is, I mean definitely my look
0: of the night. Yeah, and I loved like the old Hollywood blonde hair. I loved that when she was accepting her award. You could only see one of her eyes because and she didn't because she, she didn't want to push her hair aside. It was, it was for the drama of it all. And I just thought she looked so stunning and she just looks like a real life Barbie doll who was just totally glammed up and I thought she looked amazing.
2: Yes, yeah, she was definitely and one of my top favorites her. in her custom dior. Um, I know with like the the whole jacket with the huge sleeves with that gorgeous dress. Uh, I feel like she and knew she was going to win. Uh, yeah, I meant so she wanted to, and this was her first, you know, nomination with two of the night. So mm-hmm. I think that she needed to kind of, you know, set the stage for uh, her Emmy win that's going to be coming up for limited series.
0: Well, and she does she does fashion campaigns. I guess I'm assuming that it's Dior, but she's already kind of setting herself up as like a little fashion darling like a uh I mean we all love a Kate Blanchett moment or even like an Emma Stone kind of thing where she always shows up and she looks very classy and very chic uh, and so I feel like that's what they were trying to do with her and then also the same with Elle Fanning I feel like she's just like the same kind of situation. Maybe it's just a bunch of uh, pale blonde girls. Maybe that's the thing that we should be looking at. Twigs. I was thinking about that because (laughs) I really loved that.
1: uh, uh, I think it was 2016, Jennifer Lawrence Dior, where she was doing like the blonde with the heavy contour. Mm. Um, And I think about that all the time. So yeah, I think that's definitely a, Air apparent here with Anya. Well,
0: do we all need to dye our hair, and that way we can Ugh, wear couture God, gowns? Take or this is gonna take yeah. forever. <laughs> Bummer. Uh, I'm uh, I'm
2: completely out on that. My hair will fall out. <laughs> What's left?
0: We get you a nice wig. Um, but so yeah, there's Anya Taylor Joy, and then speaking of our girl from Mank and Mama Mia, we've all loved Amanda Seyfried's dress. Uh, it was Oscar de la Renta, if I remember correctly. And she just like, she looks so stunning. She has those, she has the biggest eyes. They're just yeah. like, like I was telling you guys last night when I watched Mean Girls for the first time, I was just, I was like, I don't, I'm not like, I don't get it. Like, I don't think she's like that hot. Like to me, she wasn't the kind of girl you thought was hot in high school. But now seeing her, I'm like, holy fuck, this girl is like drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> and I feel like it's the styling and everything just like works so much better in her favor nowadays than when she was a bit younger not to say that she was bad to look at when she was younger but just wasn't really my cup of tea but now i mean she looked fabulous and she looked amazing last night and she just looked happy to be there that's how you
2: show up for your first nom that yeah yes
0: yeah.
1: And that's I feel like there was a lot of, you know, not to jump right into the discourse, but I feel like there was a lot of discourse this morning about like Jason Sudeikis wearing a hoodie and some people like uh, probably traditionally the more, men in more casual and women dressed mm-hmm. up nicer. But I was like, let's not like Amanda doesn't need to be representative of every woman. If I was Amanda Seyfried and I was trying to do an Oscar run, which she is, we can't argue with that. Absolutely, I use this as an excuse to dress up. I'm gonna dress up for the Oscars, and I'm not doing that jack shit. I'm definitely not winning. Yeah. Any. So, like, <laughs> let the woman dress up and let Jason wear whatever he wants. Can we all just relax? The standards are different. Well, I recognize that, but I don't think Amanda put on that dress to
0: make a statement about the standards. She just wanted to look fucking good. I also think that it's more of a thing where women in Hollywood have a bit more of a responsibility to like be showy and be glamorous I mean because then they do become muses for different designers and they have these like long partnerships and like on the red carpet no offense but like a lot of people don't give two shits about what the guys are wearing and there's like hardly a lot of variety this year we saw a lot of velvet which I always approve of um besides like Timothy Chalamet no one like really talks about what men wear on the red carpet in my at least and by and Styles. large. So like if you're and Jason, Harry Styles. why bother? <laughs> Apparently well, that And not was- to
2: mention the past year that we've been in where, you know, these stars haven't been going to premieres. They've been doing, you know, some of their, uh, you know, interviews you know on Zoom, kind of like, you know, what we're doing now, but no one's been able to kind of get dressed up and all dolled up, which is why, like, you know, Kate Hudson was able to do that, which she knew she wasn't going to win, but she used that as, as an excuse to have a party. Yeah. And with, like, Amanda, this is her first nomination. It should not be her first, but it is. So, of course, she's going to say, okay, this is my first Golden Globe nomination. I'm going to turn it out. And I think that's what she she did. She accomplished she did.
0: it, and she deserves. Yeah. Oh, she looked amazing. Uh, and then our last A was who am I? Am I Angela Bassett. Oh my God! I think I saw on Twitter today that she's like 65 years old. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Stunning. That so I
2: I agree. She looks stunning, even yeah. though she's in Dolce and Gabbana. We won't talk about it. But like, <laughs> I would replace that with Regina King and that Louis Vuitton. Uh, because she was her shape in that was just uh i mean she's yeah, with the and everything. structured
1: pieces recently is that just me who's been noticing that i'm not a fashion person that just made me sound like someone who knows what they're talking about and i absolutely <laughs> love saying pieces just then it made me feel like laura Noriega.
0: <laughs> no I it's just also fun to King see how much fun she was standout. having in it oh yeah yes. when she like <laughs> photo bombed that interview <laughs> yeah yeah. no uh, I love seeing I also, them feel, feel
2: good in their dress because I'm you also going to throw confidence.
1: out um oh I just lost her name Jillian Anderson uh because oh her yes. dress had a big skull on the front and I just think like she's such a badass oh and Rosamond Pike was a real sorry, how am I not supposed to mention the friggin killing Eve cosplay going on in <laughs> rosamond Pikes I'm glad you mentioned killing Eve <laughs> hotel
0: room I'm I... <laughs> I saw someone saying that Millie Bobby Brown wanted her outfit back. I, I mean, I do <laughs> I that, that one on video, that one video of Rosamund Pike like in the lobby of the hotel, and then she's like, she's like skipping and like strutting around and twirling, and then she like kicks. It's like so unhinged. It's so strange to me. I like actors like, are what weird. What the fuck is she on?
1: Actors are weird. This is this shit all the time with them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I live for it. I, miss I mean, it. I love
0: it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I don't know if I loved Rosamund Pike's whole ensemble. I mean, I think it was fun. I think it's but worth mentioning. I do like... <laughs> I think it's worth mentioning, but I think it was, uh, yeah, it did make me think of killing Eve. So then it felt kind of like it was a little too soon for that. Uh, but I do respect someone wearing combat combat boots on the red carpet, or so to yep. speak, on the red carpet. <laughs> on the red carpet. Uh, yeah. So, who was <laughs> your favorite male? <laughs> who is my favorite <sighs> male? I mean, I did like Dan Levy because I love a monochromatic moment. Oh, I know Bryce's.
1: <laughs> we know Bryce's choice. Josh O'Connor. yes <laughs> i was gonna oh,
2: say rami Yusef. with his little silk I... scarf
1: yes, that's I love self...
2: because he, yeah. you know he was in the crown so it's kind of like i don't know uh, an homage to to that but because i sent y'all photos of him with the little like scarf ensemble i didn't know it came with a jacket so when he put the jacket on and it all came together i was like okay yes
0: yeah all right it was very in, like I'm delicate and very chic uh, I didn't love Emma Corrin's. I thought that that was like just too puffy. Um, but I did really like in her portrait that you had sent out, she's wearing like menswear. And I thought that that was yeah. very chic. Um, I also, I liked Justin Thoreau. I just think that he, from as far as presenters are concerned, um, I think that Justin Thoreau has a pretty good sense of fashion. And I don't know, I, I like seeing him kind of push the boundaries, whether it's in streetwear or on the red carpet. What about you, Meg? You yeah. said you liked Rami. Uh, I
1: said I I said I liked Rami Youssef. Uh he, he was wearing a hat and a chain and I was just like,
0: Yeah, this is vibes, but it's very intentional, Mid. you know. <laughs> yeah. Mid. Well, nice. Anyone else worth mentioning?
2: Uh, I'll just I do want to mention Valentina was was cool quite on a lot of people uh leslie autumn jr wore that kind of uh i don't know almost reddish burgundy valentino suit mm-hmm. with like the green underneath it which kind of complemented uh cynthia's whole structured green dress you were a little confused about it oh, but I didn't like once you walked up on stage to like present <laughs> i i loved it i loved it i didn't it's like it i mean it's more of a grammy dress it's more of a, a dress you wear yeah. to the grammys because mm-hmm. grammys you that. can like stretch the fun. limit a little bit yeah, yeah.
0: It's like but again a, she was a presenter she the, wasn't up so if she had worn that to the Grammys everyone would have been like, "Oh my gosh, it's a very muted like Lady Gaga dress from like 2010 <laughs> or something just because of the like the really sharp angles. Uh I think for me I didn't like her nose ring. I felt like it was just trying to be a little too oh, punk rock and too <laughs> She has a huge. She had a huge um, septum piercing. Oh, okay, I didn't notice. And I thought that yeah, it just like looked like it was a bit try hard of trying to look really punk rock and cool and edgy. And I was just like, this is the Globes. Like this just didn't feel like the appropriate <laughs> the, venue. The, the Globes is not punk rock. <laughs> like, the Globes <laughs> no. is a lot well. of thing, It is not punk rock. <laughs> so well, you know yeah, what? She could
2: step on my neck with those heels. So well, oh my God. We'll end it there.
0: <laughs> I will I will say I respect any person who can wear heels that fucking tall and not trip because I would have Jennifer Lawrence did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But um okay, so let's move on. Uh so and I I don't know why I'm the one leading the discussion here. I can more than happy you're, to you're hand over the ranks. <laughs> Yeah, so this year was a little bit different because of COVID. And so they had split it up with Amy in LA and Tina in New York. Uh, So the opening monologue, what'd you guys think of it? Did you enjoy it? Did you think it was a snooze fest? I saw a lot of people saying that like the Globes overall was just like not good. And I I mean. I think it was fine. I mean, it's just so much
1: better than like. It just scratches the itch, you know, like I recognize this is not going to be as good as a regular Golden Globe show where everyone's drunk in person. And, you know, between commercials, you see, oh, look, Meryl's talking to, you know, whoever at her table, because that's like part of the joy. Um, But I mean, I think it was fine. I do think. I think it was there were a little more awkward moments than the Emmys, maybe, which is the only thing really to compare this against recently, for me. So, well, like from know, the like jump, a, from the jump when Daniel Kaluuya on the first, yeah. So that's bad, bad vibes. And Laura um, Dern was just like, what? <laughs> I know. I mean, that was stressful, Laura. I get it. Um, but I mean, it ended Put up those working glasses out. back on, girl. Him, but yeah. But I, I mean, I don't think. I think there are. I had some problems with the show, like uh, in general, but I the tech. I mean, what are you gonna do? Everyone's doing. Their so
2: business. I have, I have to appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. They were trying to put together an award show during a pandemic on two different coasts and with all these stars at home and all over the world. So I think that uh, I mean I. For me personally I think they did a decent job Amy mm-hmm. uh, and Tina I could listen to them banter all day and even with them in You know, on two different coasts, side by side, I felt that they were still very smooth with the interactions, which I know has to be hard because you're listening to them. There was one time where, like, I think Tina, uh, really kind of got in at the wrong point at at, you know some jab or joke. Um, but overall, I'm like, at least they're putting this together and they're not just like like they would list out the nominees. You know, they could just walk up to a podium, list all of the winners, and call it a day. So like, again, there's a lot of issues uh with the production um and you know it's going to come with some technical snags but uh overall I thought that it you know kind of went well but I also did have uh you know a bottle and a half of sparkling rosé which really <laughs> probably helped um and again because I'm like you know this is the golden globes I needed a little bit of sparkle yeah of course. um so.
0: yeah no I, I think, think the the that production was- the
1: Tina and Amy part wasn't bad
0: Yeah, well, I think that them picking Tina and Amy, two people who have such a long history together, who have such good chemistry, was just like a stroke of genius because otherwise it could have gotten like really fucking awkward, especially if they had picked like two random people from big NBC shows. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that or even just like if it was maybe like keenan because he's going to be in an nbc show and like i don't know someone else who he's not he doesn't work with as closely as amy and tina did for so many years i think it could have just gone awkwardly like if it had been like keenan and like jimmy fallon i feel like that would have been maybe a little annoying because jimmy fallon would have been like so excited to be doing it and then jimmy fallon's not a collaborator (laughs)
1: Like you need no,
0: but we don't need to go
1: if you're going to have two people, you need a duo, you know, you can't, you need a Barb and a star, you know, like that would have worked. Oh, oh my God.
0: <laughs> Bryce, what would yes. you have done if the, they like all of a sudden we're like, we're switching it up. Barb and star is such a hit. We're making Barb and star the host.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if you like saw on Twitter, but like, I'm leading the campaign to have them host the Oscars. I don't think we have a host yet. So like, why not? Because I mean, I'm, oh I'm mad that, um, Jamie's song is, didn't make the short shortcut for you know because oh i gosh. that's my oscar winner and it I mean, absolutely to be diane be still warren's, warren's year, but like yes no come on uh, I, mean, I think we that maybe f-
1: should just give it to diane warren because there isn't any other like massive song this year you know like there's no shallow you know like if diane needs it let's just give it to her and move on <laughs>
2: She yeah. has been nominated 11 times. If she's nominated for <laughs> know, the song, which she won, we'll, and Glenn we'll go Close through thing, it. But.
0: but this should be. See, and I thought that was going to be Leslie Odom Jr.
2: <laughs> Same. I'm, I'm, I that was where my money it. was.
0: I was like, that's yeah. some predictable bullshit. um Anyway, okay, so the monologue you guys liked, you thought that the technical difficulties weren't the fault of anyone and that it was an enjoyable watch. I agree. I mean, I think something we well, we can all agree on is just that the Globes is fucking batshit crazy. And I was like voting because we all did our predictions. And I was like, what do I want to win? And what do I think is going to win? And I was like, I was almost thinking in more like Oscar Beatty kind of way. And I to- always forget that like the Globes just pulls out so many different surprises. Well, that's the thing. It's uh,
1: so hard to prepare for because... The nominations are always so unhinged. Like, how do I look at this? Like, I'm like, if they would nominate James Corden, they'd probably give it to him. But why is he even here you know but like if they were so passionate about the prom and it gets this nomination then i could see it winning i guess but like in what world the globes is world let's not pretend that wouldn't have happened
0: (laughs) oh my god well let's talk before we move on uh because i think bryce has some fun facts for us uh let's talk about the opening monologue and them Amy and Tina just like dragging so many of the celebrities, which is always a highlight for me. But like right. some of it was scathing, like the Kate Hudson uh, talking, like the Sia music movie, they made <laughs> they had a jab at that, and it was just yeah. like deserved. Well, there's no way that they could get an award now. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, well, so many celebrities. Because- I mean, I and I just think I mean, this is where I have the most complicated emotions about the Globes is because, you know, I mean, they definitely made it like a topic of conversation that they need to work on. You know their diversity and their program but like at the end of the day I feel like there's so many issues with the clothes like the diversity is a huge one but like when they come out on stage and they're like we need to do better I'm like there's like 80 of you like how hard is it <laughs> to fix yeah. this why why are you being how come it took an LA Times exposure for you to realize oh there are no people of color in our position that's kind of crazy like what what are you guys doing like and then also but, like uh, that is one of the issues but you're also like fully taking bribes so i'm like why would people even want it like, you just shouldn't have the power you have i'd want to go do? on a and trip to paris <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah I mean that's one of my, my main
2: issues I don't think uh, people understand that it's literally just a body of 80 to 90 journalists from around the world mm-hmm. that vote on the Golden Globes Rather, you know you Guys, have the academy that are a thousands a member of members of the Hollywood foreign press
0: yes. <laughs> I want to well, be a member of oh, yeah well that's fine too I, I don't I'm, well we we don't need to get into that um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I uh I would gladly take the bribe. I'll I'll watch Emily in Paris and nominate it for some bullshit if that means I can go on a, a fabulous vacation. Um, but yeah, I just, there were some, and now I wish I had pulled up the opening monologue, but I remember just being like, oh shit, of course they called out the lack of diversity in the Hollywood foreign press, like from the jump too, which I obviously loved that. I remember there was a big jab at Kate Hudson and the see a movie music whatever that bullshit is well,
2: like, and that's where I'd always... want the, the sorry go
0: ahead
2: no that's I was just gonna say that's where I wanted the camera in the room to pan to Kate Hudson's face for her to like giggle really awkwardly at those jokes because like that movie is both of you I don't think neither of you watched it yet oh, and I was like no. I'll watch it for you and it was terrible <laughs> and it was you know really uh, offensive and it was just like tone deaf and then like when it came out with the the two nominations I was like wait what
1: so this is the thing that's driving me insane is that like they're acting like oh we're just one step away from fixing this and we're working on it and I'm like I mean there's probably like 10 of you in charge how hard is it to make a fucking decision and also it's not like it's one thing like it's (laughs) like diversity is a problem problematic (laughs) like nominations of like things like music or like James Corden's performance as a very obvious gay man, like on top of the Emily in Paris bribe and all the other bullshit. I'm like, this is like, why would anyone want to be a part of your organization if they were like a reputable journalist? Because you guys seem like you're batshit crazy.
2: (laughs) And I I feel like the only thing that you really got right was the the directors, including three female directors. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're getting on a better path. But like, you not having any members of color is just it's inexcusable to me and, right. and they haven't had a black member in in 20 years yeah. that is completely inexcusable and i don't want you just to go on television and tell us you you know we're we're wrong we're gonna fix it okay how Right. how and and when yeah because there's no accountability you know? like
1: before this before this year before the la times thing we didn't even know who the members were so like they could say this and they could say it again next year at next year's show and it could just never happen there's no one checking and on top of that it's like even if they're nominating diverse you know people because they're you know making excellent pop culture it doesn't mean that that's actual representation if your group isn't made up of them like this is just your view of this. Anyway, we don't need to get into this, but
0: <laughs> we don't need to solve all, the issues. Know how I feel Hollywood about foreign the, press know How I feel about the globes. <laughs> but it's a lot of issues. Yeah, I'll tweet them. I mean, it's all—it's yeah. all, it's all kind of interesting, just because it was like, how many years ago was it? Like hashtag Oscars so white. I mean, like this has been a discussion for years uh and now it's like all of a sudden the hollywood foreign press is like oh fuck they caught us it's uh, like we're part of the problem too um yeah. that said Look there around. were some <laughs> yeah but hopefully uh things will change in the years to come but like you said we can't hold them accountable so <laughs> yeah uh anyway so we, can move do we want to move on to the fun <laughs> facts that bryce has our bryce, awards please. correspondent verified on twitter
1: verified on twitter soon
2: to be those are (laughs) (laughs) probably those are probably just going to be um you know filled in as we go through the winners uh typically as you know the director and um audrey audrey's win and we'll 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 talk all about it
1: yeah
0: all right well then do we want to do we want to get started um from the top of the sheet well actually oh you, had, you reorganized it to go with how it was presented at the movies. Look at you. You earn it your nice. trademark more and more at, with every passing day.
2: <laughs> I, I did. As it was going, I tried to do it in, in the order that they were given out.
0: Very nice. These
2: fake Golden Globes that no one saw.
0: <laughs> did you see the pictures of Sacha Baron Cohen with like these little yeah, drawn yeah, paper? Ones? I was like, oh, I wonder if their kids made that for them or for him. That's very cute. Micah was like, Isla Fisher is like she looks crazy sitting next to him. And I was like, I mean, I think she's just really excited. I don't know. She doesn't I, get nominated for shit.
1: I <laughs> I like I like them. I I know I should, nah, I just like them. They seem like they're in love. I like them too. Them.
0: They've been together for like twenty years. That's yeah. it's a very long time in Hollywood.
2: Yeah. It's um an eternity. Okay.
0: So starting from the top, we have best actor in a supporting role uh, in any motion picture. And so the uh, the nominees were Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Jared Leto, what the fuck, for The Little Things, Bill Murray for On the Rocks, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Uh, speaking of people whose outfits I did not like, I didn't want to look at Jared Leto for longer than they had him for, for like a second when they had him on the screen because I thought it was being possessed or something. I it was a bit um, disarming. I just me. have but a Jared anyway. Leto
1: problem. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then there was like Bill Murray who just like had like a a, a drink in, in, Hawaii. His Hawaii, in his Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. He was just, like, zooming in from the golf course or whatever. Yeah. Um, it is free time. Goals. But So the, <laughs> the winner was Daniel Kaluuya, which I think was obviously very well-deserved. Um, I also don't think that was entirely too surprising. I think that depending how all the nominees shake out, and I think that this is also why they have him in supporting. I know there's been a lot of discourse about that because people think that Chadwick – is a lock for the oscar for lead mm-hmm. so that's why they like mm-hmm. flipped around the lakeith and daniel but i mean i don't have any problems with this yeah
2: no so i is. thought it was very well deserved. when you when you were, we were doing ballots it's kind of like you put in who is going to win who do i want to win so i had yeah. like uh Sacha baron conan was going to win uh, i thought uh-huh. he was going to walk away with three at for the night and then uh, Daniel was like my like I want to win,
1: right? Um, and that so always, I was very happy. I always feel like such an idiot when I put who I think will win, and then who I want to win does win, because I'm like I should have gone with my heart. But like the theme of this night is gonna be me having no faith in the Globes to do what I think is best. So I right. did not think Daniel Kaluuya was gonna win.
0: <laughs> who do you think was gonna win? That he did.
1: I think I had Leslie Odom Jr. Sacha. I did.
0: I thought I it was going to be either Kevin. Sasha or Leslie, mm-hmm. but I was yeah. happy that Daniel won. Yeah. Okay, up next best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a limited series, series, or motion picture made for television. Oh my God, some of these categories are so mouthy. Uh, the first <laughs> one, the nominees were John Boyega, Small Acts, Brendan Gleason, The Comedy Rule, never heard of that. Um, Dan Levy, Ships Creek. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jim Parsons, Hollywood, and Donald Sutherland, The Undoing. Oh, my God. Donald Sutherland, he, like, looks like he straight up had died two years ago when the camera panted to man. him. Yeah, and they just set him up. <laughs> God, like Weekend at Bernie's style. Um, and John Boyega was the winner of that for Small Axe, which is something that I haven't seen, but I saw a commercial for it while we were Watching the Globes. So I think it's on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon Prime. He's very good
1: in it. I, so it's like five mini, it's five movies. I mean, they put this in as like a mini series. I disagree. I think it's five separate movies because lengthwise, mm-hmm. this was like two plus hours of just the John Boyega one. Um, I preferred the one that's called Lover's Rock. That is, so he's not in that one. So, I was shocked. I mean, not shocked that he won. He's obviously very good in his, but uh, it's like not really on my radar because I like the other one better, which I know I shouldn't be directly comparing them, but I do because I'm trash. Um, But I also, I mean, I feel like John Boyega is like so interesting. And like every time he talks, I'm just like, I just like want to hear like your life, you know, like he's very engaging to me. So I was happy. I was happy he won. And uh more than that, I was just like, I mean, you know, like Donald Sutherland, that wouldn't have been exciting, you know, like Brennan Gleeson, like who cares? Like no one watched the Comey roll. We all know. Uh, and <laughs> I fucking I just it mispronounced it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought it was going to but... be, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be Dan Lovey too. And then as I was filling out my ballot, I was like, I think they'll give it to Dan. I think they'll give it to Catherine. I don't think that Annie is going to get it. I think Eugene might, but would they give it to everyone else except for Annie? Uh, And so I had had said Dan Levy for this one. Um, But also, spoiler alert, he gets another award later down, or at least the team does. So I was happy to see John Boyega win just because, I mean, right off the bat, we're getting some representation, uh, not just awarding white males with prizes. So. I was fine with
2: it. Yeah. So being able to say Golden Globe winner, John Boyega, it makes me very, very happy. I did have, this was another one where I had Dan winning because I thought, you know, Schitt's Creek, final season, it's just going to, you know, swipe again. Um, so when Dan didn't win, I was like, oh no, is you know, I was like, oh God, Ted Lasso is probably going to win comedy because yeah. um, I already had Jason up. I was like, they're not going to give it to Eugene. Um, but I was like, oh no, Schitt's Creek's in trouble. And like, luckily, you know, no spoilers, but um, we still got some, uh. Shits Creek Love But uh, this is a very welcome win Yeah
1: I also think -hmm. the the Globes Can be kind of weird because they get so Caught up in the Oscar timeline Like so much about like the Globes Oscar on the movie side is like Momentum like what's hot now Like what are people talking about Like like Bradley Cooper was hot In October but now that it's February Like we're not so sure anymore type thing And like Schitt's Creek hasn't Been on the air in, (laughs) in a while now So I think that's probably spilling over into The TV stuff because like small acts is still in the conversation for like movies oscars so people are watching that with that in mind as opposed to like Shit's creek who everyone watched last summer you know for fun so mm-hmm. i had the same thought i thought Shit's creek could get kind of screwed because right now everyone also it swept Schitt's the Schitt's emmys watching ted lasso <laughs> yeah
2: yeah. yeah, and I mean, Ted. Ted's going to come back back around for the Emmy uh, conversation, but, like, if you're in television, like, Emmy is the award that you want. A Golden Globe is just, like, you know, a nice right. little thing you can put on your shelf, and, like, Nor, you've said this, right. you know, a, a million times, but, like, a Golden Globe does not get you to EGOT status. <laughs> so it's just, right. like, a nice trophy that right. you've gotten from, from all of these, uh, you know— journalists the
1: only reason it matters for the movie stuff is because it's the preamble to the oscars you know like it, yeah it's right. where you build if, that if momentum the were a different time of the year it wouldn't be two shits you know yeah
0: yep. yeah the globes is like merely just like show up look fabulous have people talk about you stay in the conversation and just hold on for another month or two and yeah maybe you'll get all the other awards that follow yeah. on the little gold man
1: podcast they often talk about how like if you win then your speech can kind of be like an audition for like if you give a really good speech people are be like oh i really want to see them win an oscar and give an oscar speech like i feel like that was helping brad last year so um like this year the big speech takeaway for me was jane fonda but again we're skipping ahead so <laughs>
0: back on back to you nor <laughs> <laughs> Uh, best performance by an actress in a television series, musical, or comedy. We have our, uh, our girl, Lily Collins in Emily in Paris, Bryce's new favorite TV show. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco from The Flight Attendant. Elle Fanning from The Great. Jane Levy from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And then Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek. And obviously, Catherine won that one. Thank God. I think she was kind of trying to do a bit in her speech. And I was so confused. And I was like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? I can't, I only heard like the middle chunk of her speech because the guy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, was she like trying to be played off? It just didn't really make sense.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, they were trying to mimic if she was actually there, like with applause and then being played off it I just didn't know. it
2: didn't translate but i will no. say that i'm very happy that she won this was her uh, only nomination for the show her very first golden globe nomination ever And, I mean, she is an an insane actress, and she's so funny. She's been in so many things. So I was nervous, again, you know, speaking for the Golden Globes love shiny and new things. I really thought uh, Kaylee would win this maybe for the flight attendant. Um, But I'm happy to know that she was going up against Catherine O'Hara, and she uh, lost because uh, Moira deserved a Golden Globe.
1: I do think that the Globes tend to have a thing where they want to bring in some ingenue. Yeah. Uh I, I do think that they always want to be, like, nominating some young, you know, hot starlet. And I think it almost worked in Catherine O'Hara's benefit that Anya Taylor-Joy was in the drama category. Because they're like, oh, we can give it to Anya Taylor-Joy. And then, like, we don't need to give it to Emily in Paris. <laughs> we don't, like, you know, this can be, you know, we can re- reward Catherine O'Hara. And then also have our little, you know, oh, we're claiming who's going to be the next, like, young, hot thing which is Audie (laughs) Taylor-Joy.
0: Yeah, one thing that I wanted to bring up is that as they were cutting to commercial you and they were like next up and they announced what category was coming next, they would show it was basically like you got to look in on the little zoom meeting of all the nominees. And for this grouping in particular, I I mean, it just looks like Elle Fanning and Kaylee Cuoco were just (laughs) like so in awe to have like their little bubbles right next to Catherine O'Hara and Catherine O'Hara was just like so sweet and she was just like happy. Having a good time. It was just, it was really cute. And that also happens uh, with uh, the men. Pacino, Mr. Pacino. When Bob Odenkirk was, like, being, like, the little (laughs) Zoom meeting (laughs) prompter. Um, Where is, I can't find the listing of all the men. We'll get to it. But anyway, I just, I thought it was really sweet. And also, I... I think everyone can agree that Katherine O'Hara earned this, uh, not just for her role in Chitt's Creek, but also just for her career in general. And so I'm always happy when you get to see just people who've been around and put in their time and have consistently done good work and they get rewarded, even though if it's Agreed. 20 years too late or whatnot. Okay. Okay. So moving on, we have best (laughs) most motion. I feel like we should like alternate who has to read these, but um, best motion picture animated is The Croods, A New Age, Onward, uh, Over the Moon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. And the Golden Globe went to Soul, which is the Disney Pixar movie that came out in December that I think we all watched and we were like, i mean maybe just me i'll speak for myself first i thought it was fine i didn't love it uh, i kind of saw it coming yeah. it's just very much
1: like the pixar choice um i think like i think if the oscars i think the oscars could go wolf walkers i feel like it's but it's those two you know like it's this is not a wide open field it's either wolf walkers or
0: soul to me
2: same I, I think Soul Soul is gonna win, but I'm I'm going for the underdog, which is Wolfwalkers because I very much enjoyed that that film.
0: Yeah. When when we were watching the um, creators of Soul give the speech and they were like, Who would have thought this little movie about jazz could make such an impact? And I was like, Well, when Pix you have Pixar's name behind it, yeah, it's gonna make a fucking huge impact. <laughs> like the Pixar. Um I like <laughs> If, if Pixar's, you mean the right, story that I'm always like, wins best?
1: If Pixar has is like, movie.
0: hey, I think is that this one? is a pretty good story. It sounds like a pretty good movie. Then I would be like starting to do my shopping and get my nicest gown. But maybe that's just me. Um, okay. Next, we have best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture made for television. Brian Cranston, Your Honor. Jeff Daniels. Oh my gosh, who? Lord knows where he was. Uh, we, Mike and I narrowed it down that he was at like his family house in Michigan. I was like, <laughs> it looks like he's in like the fucking Midwest somewhere. He's like in like the extra bedroom <laughs> in someone's house. Anywho. Uh, it looks like grant a computer Yeah. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, the good Lord Bird, <laughs> and uh, Mark Ruffalo. I know as much is true. And it went to Mark Ruffalo. Do you guys have any thoughts on that?
2: um the real winner should be paul mescal so
0: oh
2: <laughs> not even nominated he should be here good for daisy he got the emmy nomination he was snubbed at the golden globes and he should be taken at home that's all i have to say i love mark
0: yeah oh my god but like is there anyone more impassioned in life than mark ruffalo could you i like i don't think i could even like eat dinner with him he just seems like too good of a guy he uses like whole speech to talk about like how we should do be better for our world and like going into like environmental stuff. And I'm just like, yes, Mark Ruffalo, I agree. But also, oh, he just seems too nice. This is the other thing. It's just not as good.
1: Like the speeches aren't as good on the Zoom. Like you're like in, no matter how passionate he was, like you're still like you're at home, you know, like it's just not as effective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing I did really like about them being at home is you did get to see like a glimpse. I mean, as I'm making fun of Jeff Daniels for being in very much like his guest bedroom, uh, I did like to get to see all of the families together. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Nicole Kidman's kids before and they were sitting there with her. Mark Ruffalo's kids were so excited when he won. And I was like, come on, he has to have like a million of these. He wins awards like every fucking year. Um... Ethan Hawke, his kids were out with him, which I thought was really cute. He also looked like he shaved, which was different. But I liked getting a glimpse of all of the different, all the families.
2: Yeah, it was sweet.
0: All right. So next we have best performance by an actress in a television series drama. Olivia Coleman, The Crown. Jodie Comer killing Eve, Emma Corrin the Crown, Laura Linney Ozark and Sarah Paulson Ratched. Yes, uh. Ratched. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then the winner was <laughs> <my> Emma Corrin <laughs> with The Crown. Which I thought was very adorable.
1: I, I anticipated this.
2: Yes, I, I agree. I thought it was going to be between her and Olivia. I'm happy that she won. I was interested to see if they were going to throw her in the supporting. So when it when the Emmys come around, I'm going to be interested to see if Emma is thrown into to uh, lead as well. Uh, you know, again, it's dependent on uh, you know screen time and all that kind of stuff. And you can do a little bit of category fraud, Viola Davis. Um, and, uh, you know, spice it up a bit so that, so the fact that Emma, who, you know, portrayed Lady Di, um, won over Olivia is, is a big feat. And it was very nice to see how happy Olivia was for Emma when she won. It was very cute.
0: Oh my gosh. Anytime anyone from the crown won, they would cut to Olivia Coleman and she was just at her computer (laughs) and she was like cheering them on. She was having the best fucking time. And I was just like, God, I need an Olivia Coleman in my life. Don't we all? What do we chop me? I'm right here.
1: (laughs) You don't have to be rude to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just teasing. I was just about to offer to take
1: over and read the next section. But, you know. Oh, go for it. I'm not supportive enough as a host. Like, please.
0: (laughs) Go for it, Meg. That way I don't have to be embarrassed about mispronouncing Ryan Murphy shows I haven't seen.
1: Okay. So best performance by an actor in a television series drama <laughs> josh o'connor the crown jason bateman ozark bob odenkirk better call saul al pacino hunters and matthew reese per- perry mason and the winner bryce of course your dear josh o'connor
0: okay before we get to josh and i just, just want to say it, they're very cute i just want and he was so fun in emma um i just want to say that al pacino looks like fucking crazy he looks like whacked the fuck out and i'm like i don't i don't i don't even know why some of these people even bother to show up like i feel like al pacino probably could have just passed but alas um i haven't seen the crown so i can't speak to your boy's performance but i'll take your word for it i mean obviously he won the award i thought i personally thought like jason bateman for ozark was a really boring choice Bob Odenkirk gets nominated for every award every fucking year because I guess there's just like not a lot of leads, lead actors in drama. Uh, And I love Bob Odenkirk. I haven't seen Hunters. And while I like Matthew Reeves, I thought Perry Mason was a bit boring. I don't think I ever even finished it. So I was was, I'm, I'm always happy to see some like fresh blood. And it was cute to see both of the the crown or there was a lot of crown folks at the too young talent from the crown
2: one yeah i'm yeah i'm fine with this um and that's all i have to kind of say
0: you, you wish you got more screen time of him there
2: is
1: something to say about the crown and the way that they rotate in people because since there's always like a churn of new talent it makes it seem like oh we're it's a new person like you know it's not the same old show that we nominated claire foy for a few years ago like this is new this is fresh like it's emma Corrin and josh o'connor now so i think it always makes them feel like there's something new going on which there is but i think that's just a little more appealing than like bob
2: odenkirk again yeah so, who did everyone have winning?
0: I think I thought the Globes would be weird and do uh, Matthew Reese. I, I think I went Bateman, but I don't remember now. <laughs> I don't remember. I did terribly, but I was well, like... The film was
2: all over the place. I did fair on t- television.
0: Yeah. I, I guess I didn't think... I definitely didn't have Josh O'Connor. I had Josh. Mm, look at you. Okay.
1: Next. Best Original Song, Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah, Hear My Voice from The Trial of the Chicago 7, Losey, Scene from The Life Ahead, Speak Now from One Night in Miami, and Tigress and Tweed from The United States versus Billie Holiday. And the winner was Losey, The Diane Song from The Life Ahead, which is one of the three movies I am putting off seeing, but <laughs> I will watch it because it will definitely be nominated for song.
0: Yep. Yeah. What was the movie last uh, year that you... Same. You didn't want to watch because of the song. It was only nominated because of a song. Breakthrough. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which is another Diane Warren. She's been nominated like 2018, 19, 20, and now she's going to be nominated for 21. Oh my god! Just give this one. So, like, so, let's just yeah. give her the Oscar and <laughs> m- let's move on.
1: Yeah, I just can't see another breakthrough. Like I can't do it again, Diane. So if this she is should have takes, won fine. in 2015
2: with Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Who did, did y'all have Speak Now here?
0: I think I did. Yeah, I had Speak Now.
2: You want me to take over from here and do uh, Score?
0: Sure, Bryce.
2: All right. So uh, next up was Best Original Score in a Motion Picture. So uh, The Midnight Sky, Tenet, News of the World, Mank, and Soul. Um, this one was interesting because uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, Atticus Ross, were up uh, both for Mank and Soul, uh, but they pulled it out for Soul. Um, Which was an interesting win, because I think there's still been a debate around uh, the use of, you know, the original score versus, you know, already recorded jazz and um, all this kind of stuff. But uh, everyone seems to be really campaigning for soul. And I think uh, Trent and Atticus are both in a very good position uh, for the Oscars, having a very uh, wonderful score for both soul and Mank. Yeah,
0: I went with Mank. Yeah. Uh, Anticipation. I was excited to see Trent Reznor in his natural state, uh, just because I live with a nine inch nails fan. So I liked uh seeing that he apparently has like some like nineties bath like club bathroom tiling up in his house. <laughs> so it was fun for me. And that long hair. Oh my god. Yeah, there was a lot going on there. But um
2: I miss when he looks like a Tom Ford twin. <laughs>
0: yeah uh i for whatever reason was like and eh, i think they'll give it to tenet i think that'd be like not unheard of but kind of weird and obviously didn't go that way i'm telling you i totally botched this whole thing
2: it's okay we're gonna put money down for the oscars oh fuck
0: <laughs> i better get on. to all right to the gold derby
2: so next up was Best Performance by an Actor in a t- Television Series, mus- uh, Musical or Comedy. So uh, Don Cheadle for Black Monday, uh, Nicholas Holt for The Great, Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek, uh, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, and Rami Yusuf for Rami. Um, and the winner ended up being this fresh and shiny new toy, which is Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Um, I was actually buying for this one because, uh, you know, I wanted Catherine to win. I thought Kaylee might. So then for this one, I was like, mm, they're going to get it. give it to Catherine over Eugene, of course. So like the safe bet for me was Jason because he is really funny in uh, Ted Lasso.
0: Yeah, uh, I just feel like there's been so much chatter lately about Ted Lasso, so I thought that that would be the winner. Um, and it was refreshing to see Jason is stoned out of his fucking mind. So good for him. Goals. <laughs> uh apparently that sweatshirt is from his his sister's fashion line and i think you said bryce earlier that it's now out of stock
2: (laughs) yeah i saw some twitter discourse where uh it was completely sold out so uh good for them yeah all right, moving right along. Best television series, musical, or comedy. Uh, the nominees were Emily in Paris, which I did spend the weekend binging. Uh, we could talk about it later. Uh, the Flight <laughs> Attendant on HBO, The Great on Hulu, Schitt's Creek on Pop, and Ted Lasso, which is on Apple. Uh, and the winner here, which I was very happy and not really surprised, was Schitt's Creek uh, for its fifth and final season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well... Flight Attendant, I don't know if I would necessarily have called a comedy. Um, so that wasn't going to be my pick. I could have seen The Great coming in there uh, also because of the Ted Lasso discourse. But, yeah, I was definitely happy to see Schitt's Creek, and that's who I uh, thought was going to win as well.
2: I was interested that The the Great showed up here because I didn't know if they were going to campaign as a limited series Uh, As some, you know, some do. Uh, I know that they're now in London filming for season two, which makes it a series, not a a limited series. But again, Big Little Lies, all that, you know, again, campaign fraud. It's just kind of see where you can get in. Um, But good for them.
0: Yeah, it's so funny, like, the art of nominations and how you classify people in specific roles and also how you classify uh, the property itself. It just... It's very fun that there's more, it's more than just like so-and-so was the lead or the main character of the movie and they did a good job. Um, But yeah, there's lots of discourse around it.
2: Yeah. All right. And then uh, next up was a kind of a shock for all of us. Uh, Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Uh, the nominees were uh, Maria Baklova for uh, Borat subsequent movie film, Kate Hudson for music, Michelle The Pfeiffer for French Exit, oh, uh, so Rosamund fabulous. Pike for I Care A Lot, and Anya Taylor-Joy for uh, Emma. And uh, the winner ended up being uh, Rosamund Pike for "I Care a Lot," which on the download has an episode on "I Care a Lot" that is very <laughs> good. So if you haven't listened, you should go back and uh, listen to that after this. Please listen. I
0: actually predicted that Rosamund go back would win the because.
2: <laughs> Wait, you did? I had,
0: I had Rosamund as the winner for that, uh, mostly just because I thought it would be weird and it felt. I felt right for the Globes
2: again, fresh, shiny new thing because it just came out.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it is, it premiered at was it P- TIFF, I think. I don't know, or yeah, one of the festivals, it was, yeah. TIFF yeah, sure. it premiered Maybe last year.
2: Yeah, because then you talked about Netflix picked it up, and then internationally I think some some countries has it in Prime uh, and all that kind of stuff, which is, I thought, you know, it's a very good movie. She was great in it. I just didn't see her uh, pushing through the win. I thought Maria uh, Baklova was going to win. I thought that Maria should be probably supporting and not in Best Actress. Um, But again, it's all about how you campaign. I think if she is considered in the Oscar, uh, you know, consideration, she's probably going to be in Supporting
1: and i think borat i mean borat is a very globzy picture <laughs> you know so i i i think i also put maria bakalova um but there are other times where i didn't call borat where they did win so um i don't know this was kind of a weird one i mean it, n- not that it's a weak category but like kate hudson was like never in the conversation like i don't think people have seen the french exit but that doesn't mean anything uh to the globes so i don't know it's just kind of a weird one
2: yeah it's uh, unfortunate think, that like you know French Exit's on here when we haven't had the opportunity to watch it yet.
0: Uh, I do want to point out that Bryce, you were watching the uh, the pre-show interviews, and you said that apparently Jane Lynch asked Kate Hudson about what she's been up to for the past twenty years since that was the last time she's been nominated. I would love. Yeah, to it see was a clip very. I,
2: I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm hoping to find a clip later because I mean it. It. It came across Snide, but I don't think that she meant it. You know, they flashed a photo of Kate Hudson with her Globe for Almost Famous. uh, That was 20 years ago, and they talked about it. And then then she was like, well, so what have you been up to that you haven't been nominated since? And she's like, these things happen. And I was like, get her.
0: (laughs) I make shitty movies, because nepotism is real. Right. Hmm. All right, should we move on before I get canceled by kate hudson fans <laughs> yeah um
2: okay let's move on to best motion picture foreign language um so we have another round uh la lorona and uh, please excuse me for butchering all of these uh the life of head ahead yeah. which one song um minari and uh two of us and uh, luckily here uh minari won which you know there's a whole debate that it is an american film it's about an American story so why is it in um, you know foreign language and they have it classified here as foreign language again the movie is a you know majority in uh, a foreign language but it is an American story and I wish that we could have had uh, the actors um, you know being really in the forefront of the categories as well um, but it ended up winning here which I thought it was going to be between uh, Minori or the life uh, or another round excuse me which is which was another favorite
0: Hmm. I was so happy to see Minari win. And oh my goodness, when they they cut to the director and his daughter just gives him the biggest hug. It's just like, it was so sweet and it was so cute. And uh, I mean, I think it's really touching and I'm happy that Minari has picked up a lot of steam. I mean, I've had people reach out to me and tell me that they want to watch it. So I love that. And um, yet again, a great pick by Plan B, Brad Pitt's company. I mean, I'm always just like so shocked by like the movies that Plan B is involved with because they just finger on the pulse. That Brad Pitt, it's what they say.
2: Yeah, I think uh, keep your eye open. Keep your eye open for Minari and actor uh, original. I would love the grandma to be um, nominated and uh, maybe a few others. Hopefully, best picture. The
0: grandma's—I forget her grandma name—but she's young. so good. That's my so grandma, think- <laughs> Oh my god, and then I want can we get the everyone all vaccinated so we can have a red carpet and have uh, Alan, I forget what his last name is, but the little boy who's like my favorite, Alan Kim. Oh god, I love
2: him so much. So cute.
0: He's so cute. Macaroon five.
2: <laughs> so all cute.
0: Alright. Yeah,
1: I I really enjoyed the other another round, so but I think since it's going to be um nominated and probably win in the oscar like this obviously had to go minari because minari will be in like probably so many more categories for the oscars hopefully
2: yeah i think another round could win the oscar for uh foreign feature but minari will be um you know in the forefront of best picture and and all that
0: i mean the best picture category is always so big or it's now so big anyway that yeah i think Minari's a shoo-in for best picture a nomination
2: agreed all right, so best television series drama uh we have the crown love Lovecraft country um the Mandalorian uh Ozark and Ratchet so the winner of this was obviously with the two winners before it uh the crown took home the biggest win uh, of the night for TV uh which was drama and this was a shoe in I I was like yeah they they're gonna pick the crown it was a great season fantastic season uh-
0: I kind of thought they'd be fun and do something different and go Mandalorian. <laughs> I am, clearly have no uh, ties with the Hollywood foreign press, and I have yeah. no idea how they think because I'm just way off beat for
2: everything. She is a betting woman. Yeah, yeah I was like. Meanwhile, okay, like I Meg don't know. and I, like live on Gold Derby.
0: Yeah. We're just like,
2: I... what is everyone guessing? <laughs> okay, all right, all right.
0: Yeah. Well, right. if it's we're about uh... to get interesting. if we're putting money on it, I'm going to start doing my research until then. I'll keep filling out my ballots while I watch below tech.
2: Maybe not money on it, but like, you know, you have the bragging rights uh, possibility of winning a Meg spell trophy. So
0: true. We'll see. Could happen. Okay. All right. So
2: we'll start to get interesting with best actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. So you have good old Glenn Close for Hillbilly Allergy, uh, Olivia Colman for The Father, uh, Jodie Foster uh, for the movie I have yet to see because it's not released to me. What's it called? The The, the Mauritanian. I don't know what that means. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Amanda Seyfried for Mink, and then Helena uh, Zingal for News of the World. I probably butchered that name, too. Uh, anyways Jodie Foster her wonderful wife and dog all won this in their PJs uh, for best supporting which I think was like one of the the first big upsets uh, of the night Uh, well on the female side well no we did I care a lot but um, this was a shock to me I thought well I have to say I thought it may be between uh, Glenn Olivia or Amanda and then Jodie comes out from behind and uh, takes the trophy
0: Yeah, I was kind of thinking it was going to go Amanda just because they obviously liked her enough to nominate her. So I thought maybe they would give her that globe. Um, But I did think it was sweet because, I mean, was that the globes a couple years ago that Jodie Foster, like, kind of came out of the closet? And everyone was like, did Jodie Foster just come out? Um, But anyway, I think that it was sweet that she was there and she celebrated with her wife and with their Dog And she gave her wife a big kiss on the lips, which I love seeing on network TV. So, fuck yeah. Um, but I haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen... I've only seen Mank out of the movies that were nominated, actually. I've yet to watch Hillbilly Elegy. So, sorry, world. But I yeah. can't.
2: <laughs> she also became uh, the first actress to win a competitive Golden Globe after getting uh, the SML um, award uh, that she got a few years ago. So, that mm-hmm. was a, a, a big little um accomplishment for her
0: yeah well i guess we'll all have to see that movie and decide how good we think that she was it just god i want glenn close to get an an oscar one of these days or you know any kind of awards
2: she will i want her to win a competitive one but listen she will get uh you know an honorary oscar (laughs) in her life so Anyways, to a fun one, one of your best dressed, best performance by an actress in a limited series or motion picture made for television, um, Miss Kate Blanchett for Miss America, uh, Daisy Edgar Jones for Normal People, uh, Sierra Haas for Unorthodox, uh, Academy Award winner Nicole Kidman for <laughs> The Undoing, um, and uh, Anya Taylor-Joy for The Queen's Gambit. Uh, And this one was a shoe in for me. I knew Anya was going to get it. I love The Queen's Gambit. I thought she was fantastic. Um, And it's gotten really, really great reviews. Um, So I was pulling for uh, Anya, and she uh, brought it home for me.
0: Yeah, I think that for me, this was the least surprising. Uh, I think there's just been so much discourse around The Queen's Gambit. And, I mean, she was also up for Emma. But this just seemed like more of the shoe in that... They're going to give her award for anything. It's going to be this. And then, like Meg said, this is going to be their like, ingenue moment.
2: All right, which leads us into the best television limited s- series or motion picture made for television. Uh, nominees were Normal People, The Queen's Gambit, Small Acts, The Undoing, um, and Unorthodox. And the winner, uh, being continuing that uh, wins, winning streak, was The Queen's Gambit. No surprise there.
0: Mm I was happy for that. Agreed. What did you What did you want to win, Bryce? Queen's Gambit. Over normal people.
2: Hundred percent. Oh. Uh. Interesting. Yes. I I enjoyed normal people. Uh. But without Paul being nominated, then it's over. That it's done. Dead. Gone. Done.
0: Done and dusted. Until his next award. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love you, Paul. nice. <laughs> Paul, you have a fan.
2: Yeah, call me. Um, And then moving on to best (laughs) actor in a motion picture drama, um, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, uh, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman uh, for Mank, and uh, Tahar Rahim uh, for that Jodie Foster movie. And uh, (laughs) the winner, I'm not not even going to try to pronounce it anymore. (laughs) Um, So it's called the Jodie Foster film. Um, and (laughs) luckily, and, uh, to my, I I mean, I was pulling for Chadwick and he pulled it out. Chadwick Boseman won for Maureenie. Uh, his wife gave a beautiful speech. Um, so I was very happy to see him win here. I am pulling for him, even though I, uh, for the Oscar, um, I haven't seen the father yet. It hasn't been released to me. I don't want to see a, you know, a shitty version of it quite yet. Um, I hear Anthony is fantastic in that. Um, but I really do think it's Chadwick's year, um. He was very, very good in um, Marini's Black Bottom.
0: I agree.
1: Agreed. It was a devastating speech. Uh, I know um, we were talking about it on the group chat, but we really uh, it it was hard not to get emotional during that time. uh, And I can't imagine how difficult that would have had to been for
0: uh, his wife. Oh, yeah. Agreed. And this is just the start of it for her. I mean, she's going to have to do this whole awards cycle and I mean, I'm sure it's all very emotional for her, but on top of that, I think people are expecting uh, a lot of emotion from her. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting because I don't, I think, I think that he has another couple wins in store for him.
2: Great. All right, and then moving over uh, to Best Director, that has three female uh, nominees this year for Motion Picture: uh, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Uh, David Fincher for Mank, Regina King for One Night in Miami, uh, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of Chicago 7, uh, and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Did I say her last name correctly? Um, Anyways, I need to get to know it because she's going to win the Oscar for director. Um, (laughs) Chloe pulled this out for for Nomadland. I really do. I think she's pulling out the steam. Um, Because of one more award later in the evening, uh, I really think... um, it's really going to help her campaign. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that she's probably also going to win for um, adapted screenplay. Uh, I think she it, it could possibly take home picture, too. So uh, she could easily uh, walk away with uh, three Oscars on the big night, in my opinion.
0: Dang. Yeah, I, I kind of thought it would go to Regina King for this one. Um, just because it's the Globes and they're a little wacky. Not that I don't think Rick, Regina King deserved it, and we did an episode on One, Nap- One Night in Miami uh, like a month or so ago. But I was just happy to see David Fincher taking shots and just continuing that at home uh, tradition or the tradition at home of being drunk during the award ceremony. <laughs> but yeah, I still need to watch Nomad Land. I know it's on- now streaming on Hulu.
2: Yeah, I got to, to see it with the incomparable uh, Megan Spell at a uh, film festival here in North Carolina. Uh, the, it was a drive-in that, thankfully, that we were able to to go to together to see films. <laughs>
0: we had fun. I'm very jealous.
2: All right, so we will move right along. Um, going back to Best Actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Uh, Sacha Baron-Conan for Borat's subsequent movie film, James Corden for The Prom, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, Dave Patel for The Personal History of David Copperfield, and Andy Samberg for Palm Springs, which snubbed his uh, co-star. But um, the winner here uh, was no surprise to me, Sacha Baron-Conan for Borat's subsequent movie film. Uh, Yeah.
0: I think of all the categories, this one was, like, the most wonky with the nominees. I mean, I guess it's, like, musical or comedy, but it just, like, it feels so strange. Like, what a weird, like, Dev Patel? (laughs) I love him. But, like, besides Meg and I, because we reviewed the movie for the podcast, who the fuck saw that movie? um and i think when we reviewed the movie for the podcast i was like yeah i didn't really care for it all that much and that was like basically all that we talked about um we're very professional over here uh i thought that sasha that made sense and uh as it's been pointed out the globes like borat but i i kind of thought they would give it to lin-manuel as some sort of like weird globesy bullshit
2: I'm so happy that Hamilton went home empty-handed. I know that's probably controversial.
0: The lack of
1: Hamilton was kind of crazy. Well, I was very
2: happy (laughs) because I'm like, it's just literally a recording of the already Tony Award-winning. I mean, they won every fucking Tony that you know you could think of for Hamilton, which is a stage production, and it's literally just filming it and putting it on television.
0: Okay. Anyways, oh we'll move on.
2: Uh, a f- <laughs> just a few more. Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. Uh, Miss Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, Audra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDermott uh, for No Man Land. Uh, Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Um, this one was quite an interesting one because uh, Audra Day took this home. For the United States of Billy Holiday, which is interesting because Meg and I had just watched that movie on uh, Sunday. We watched it yesterday at, for for our prep, and um, she ended up taking it home. And this was uh, a pretty big shock to I think everyone.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think since it just came out, like it didn't have any buzz or anything. So I was looking forward to watching it and i'm glad that i did because she won and i think it is deserved i think she's excellent in that role and honestly looks incredible like i thought she was my age she's 36 like oh my gosh beautiful but i thought the movie in general was kind of boring sorry but i think
0: she's excellent so it was the screenplay
1: this win at all
0: yeah One of my friends was texting me, and he likened it to Judy, where it was a really good performance, but a bad movie. Um, so that that kind of gives me a, a good context going into it when I do watch it in the weeks to come. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was a big shock.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought this was a three-way. Definitely. Between Viola, Francis, and Carrie, and I really was pulling for Carrie, because... Promising Young Woman was my favorite film uh, of 2020, um, so I was really pulling for Carrie's first and win. The mm-hmm. But Promising I Young Woman is Globesy. Yes, and I so, but I can't be mad at uh, at at Days' Win. I mean, I love her so much. She should already have a Grammy for Rise Up, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic song. So, all right. Uh, so then we went into Best Motion Picture, Drama. So The Father, Mank, No Bad Land. Promising New Woman, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Um, I really went all over the place. I thought that it was going to be The Trial of Chicago 7, uh, it's, which is a very, you know, but when, when anyways, uh, Nomadland ended up pulling this one, which is why I think it has the steam and it's building momentum for its Oscar campaign.
0: Uh Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that.
2: Yeah, and then going to Best Motion Picture for a musical or comedy, Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, Hamilton, Palm Springs music and the prom and uh borat pulled it out here too um i kind of expected it borat makes me very anxious and uncomfortable um but you can't deny that it's funny and uh the the golden globes obviously love it because they've awarded sasha twice for the same uh
0: yeah and in each of his acceptance speeches last night he dragged the hollywood foreign press so i also found that to be a bit humorous uh that he's not afraid to bite from the hand that feeds him but i think he like everyone else in the world knows that golden globes are kind of bullshit that said i i thought borat was funny
2: all right we just have two more uh that that actually we uh they they were actually supposed to probably be in the middle uh but we'll run through them right now so best screenplay for motion picture um emerald finale for promising young woman jack fincher for mank uh Aaron Sorkin for the trial of Chicago seven um Florin Zeller and Christopher Hampton for the father and uh Chloe for Nomadland uh Aaron Sorkin took this home I think I remember because uh, I watched this on a plane um as
0: all movies are intended traveling to be watched um <laughs> I'm just teasing
2: <laughs> right and I think I remember saying like I loved that <laughs> screenplay um it, the movie is, it is good in my opinion do, do I think it deserves all the awards no but I think the thing that I noticed about it was the screenplay so for it to win here I'm I mean
0: mad. I'm the token Sorkin apologist for this podcast so I wasn't shocked by this but I was hoping for Emerald Fennel uh, I just thought that would be kind of like a fun twist that the Globes might have done and I would have loved to see it I'm just kind of like Sorkin has a lot of awards, um, but also his yeah.
2: speech was kind of. I mean, the fact that promising young woman went home empty-handed is, I I can't, I can't even yeah. talk about it. I can't. I, I can't. It's one of the biggest. Well,
0: that's that's because life. they don't have a category for best soundtrack.
2: That's at the Grammys,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly.
1: And early in the night, this did happen earlier in the night, and I think. Um, the that I was worried that this would be indicative of Trial of the Chicago 7 having a little more of a sweep yeah. of the night. Um, I, I think I texted the group chat that uh, Aaron Sorkin can have a, a, have a screenplay nomination as a treat. Like, I'll let that happen. But I think, like, when I look at, like, looking towards the Oscars, like, what could be the kind of boring win that would that they would do? To me, that's trial of the Chicago seven this year like it's a good enough movie like good performances like solid but it's just like very typical and so I never want what I expect to happen to happen so we'll see
2: do you think it's going to take home sag ensemble
0: yeah I think that that (laughs) might be a shoe in for that Bryce I don't know I I I would agree I don't want it to win like I really liked it when I saw it but I think if it were to win it would uh, it would it would I don't know it it wouldn't feel deserved and like I said I'm the Sorkin apologist of the show
2: yeah I agree Um.
1: (laughs) it just doesn't feel like the Um. movie of the year you know
2: right which I feel like is uh, Nomad Land. But, anyways, so just to kind of, uh, we'll clear out these and we can talk a little bit. But um, to sneak back in, the best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for television Jillian um, Anderson for The Crown, uh, Helen Bonin Carter for The Crown, uh, Julia Gardner for Ozark, Annie Murphy for Schutz Creek, and Cynthia Nixon for Ratchet and uh jillian anderson ended up pulling this out for her margaret thatcher uh this is who i wanted to win this is who i thought i'd win and this is who i thought deserved to win
0: i have no opinions because i haven't seen the crown i was just like i bet it will go to a crown lady before (laughs) any of the others uh and i just kind of like any mini mighty mode it and did helena bonham carter (laughs) who
2: who really should have a golden globe um it's it's kind of crazy she's only been nominated for two oscars um but she has been nominated for like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 9 Golden Globes and has yet to Maybe win. Maybe
0: that's where I was coming from. No, not really. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on the matter, Meg? No, uh, I, I was wondering, you,
1: know, you never know if there's going to be like a split vote thing, like if you love The Crown, if some people are going to go the bottom Carter, some people are going to go Julian Anderson. But I think Julian Anderson was the new addition this year. And like, that's kind of such a specific flashy role where you're doing a voice and you're doing a face and you're like embodying someone that everyone is very familiar with.
0: So um, yeah, I wasn't surprised. Good. Well, I think that's all of the uh, winners.
2: you you can always count on it to be chaotic in some way some form or another um so i i think you know overall again i'm had happy that they continue to put on it i i would love amy and tina to host every year um you know it was a good time it was fun i enjoyed it yeah wonderful dresses nice dresses
0: i'd be happy with them hosting pretty much every award show forever I think that, like I said, they have good chemistry. They have good moxie. They're not afraid to call shit out. Um, so I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I mean, we've talked about this before, and we always say, like, the Globes isn't necessarily that important, but it is still, like, something that's exciting for us to be get to sit around and watch TV and watch these awards be presented for performances we have or have not seen, uh, to see the pretty dresses, the handsome men. You know, uh we're all junkies we're all awards junkies
2: i know so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out for you know oscar noms come out on march 15th uh the sag awards uh, yeah. will be april 4th uh the bafta noms come out next week on the 9th um and the show is on april 11th um so it will be uh you know very interesting to see how things continue to play out uh, especially with you know a couple of winners not being in the sag nominations at all um so it will kind of you know really really be interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. There are people who I think are like very much in the race that weren't even a part of this. So like Delroy Lindo, you know, where's Delroy Lindo? He could obviously be nominated for the Oscar and he wasn't even a part of this at all. So I think it's still, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. It's going to be so
0: exciting to get the nominations. I know, like Christmas Day. All right. Well, thank you, Bryce, for joining us this week as per usual
2: yeah thanks for having me uh yeah any recommendations uh
0: do i have a recommendation i don't even think i have a recommendation worth bringing up i was just so excited to watch i mean maybe my recommendation is to look at the picture of amanda seyfried where she's like (laughs) looking over her shoulder i mean i think that could like put some years on your life oh god i want that dress i'm gonna get that dress (laughs) Meg what's your recommendation
1: it's a good dress it's a great dress I have been playing a video game which like is I guess who I am now so my recommendation is the video game Hades I'm not very good at video games but this is very fun and the art is really good and all the people in it are hot so that's what I'm into now
2: Mm. I mean you have the setup are you gonna are you gonna like hop on twitch and start streaming now
1: I should, I should Twitch stream. Collect that I, coin? I think, I think uh, some, something uh, I to I yeah, do yeah, in thanks. my uh, very, very free time.
2: <laughs> I'll be there watching you. Oh, thanks. Well, obviously, my oh, nice. um, recommendation is probably the best one and the only one that you should consider, which is uh, I recommend that everyone pay $20 and rent Barb and Star, the best comedy to come out <laughs> uh, in January. Um, or actually, even, what, maybe February. But I think everyone should watch it. You're not going to the theater. You're not spending money. You're not buying that vodka soda. So just take the $20 and rent that movie and have a good time.
0: That's a, that's a good recommendation. And I think that uh, friend of the podcast, Florence Pugh, would also co sign with that recommendation. Friend She's of the not podcast. a friend of the podcast, friend but of the I, podcast.
2: Like to, I like to. Dream. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be in the sequel. We can only Oh, hope. my
0: God. <laughs> I can just throw that out, right? That's not like a little slanderous. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Bryce, for joining us. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you in the near future as you are our number one awards correspondent.
2: I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. Thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> all right. Until next time. Bye. Follow us on Twitter. Find
1: us at on the underscore download. To find Lauren, find her at at Lauren Noriega underscore. To find me, find me at Spell Megan. And to find our guest for this week, Bryce, find him at Bryce Paschal. That's P-A-S-C-H-A-L. Bryce also wanted me to let you know that he was single. And for any available men, I am also single. Just putting that out there. DMs are open.